Karting Australia has just conducted its most comprehensive review into the sport. We find out about the changes today. Kelvin O'Reilly is the CEO of Karting Australia and he joins us on the line now. Kelvin, the uh, brand new plan for karting across Australia has been, well, very interestingly received. How long did it take the team to, to put together such a comprehensive review of karting in Australia? Uh, well, the board's been in place since uh, 1 September last year, so we're still uh, under uh, under one year old. We had a lot to do to get the uh, house in order uh, pre-Christmas, and you know the review started in earnest with our uh, executive commission meeting on the 1st of February, and it, uh, it's rolled on pretty much since then, so a good six months of work. The report is titled Creating the Pathway to Growth, Stability and Integrity in Australian Karting. What were the main deficiencies that the team looking at the sport were seeing as real stumbling blocks. The sport had reached a stage under uh, Australian Karting Association Incorporated, which was the formative body way back, where it had become bogged down with its decision-making process and it, uh, it's all of the things that happen with many sports uh, where they get to a certain point and then they, they struggle to make uh, the decisions that need to be made. Um, it's because everyone is too close to uh, the coalface in some respects and there's always someone tapping you on the shoulder to um, uh, consider things differently um, for a whole wide range of reasons. And then, of course, there's the uh, uh, old chestnut, which is essentially... But that's how we've always done it, uh, which, quite frankly, uh, in most businesses and certainly in... Uh, most sports, that's not necessarily the best answer to be given as to uh, why we're doing things in a, in a certain way. Um, you know, we've got people who participate in the sport and they're racing up to 30... You know, I heard a story today of family that uh, said, oh, look, yeah, we're just burnt out at the moment. And they'd done 32 race weekends that year. Uh, I mean, that's a NASCAR program. Yeah, it is. Not a not a not a not a family friendly karting uh, activity. Mm. Uh, so you know we felt it uh, was important to uh, um, revisit it. Actually, look at um, pathways uh, that are essential for the sport. Um, we've got to grow the sport. There's too many people come in and go out too quickly. Uh, we've got to give it some stability. Most importantly, we've got to put the fun into it. Um, and we've got to uh, strive to uh, improve the value for money. Mm. Now, of course, it is a holistic look at karting, and I guess some of the areas where uh, where ha consistency across the country, let alone across the state, have been uh, quite noticeable is, of course, in the competition and uh, the event and the event status, I guess you could call it. You've really looked at how you can get from club level right up to national level, some sort of consistency across each of the uh, each of the designated races. Yeah, we've pretty much tried to apply what applies globally in motorsport, and there's a hierarchy of events. Um, yeah, if you look at Formula One, or sorry, look at the FIA structure, Formula One is the pinnacle. Um, then there are various world championships below that. 
then there's uh, world then there's various series events uh, then there's zonal uh, cups zonal challenges so there's a real hierarchy that that applies and the same the same exists here in Australia in our motor racing in terms of the structure of the calendar and protection of events and trying to give some sort of sense and sensibility into uh, into those sorts of things uh, so that you can say well it's important to have a national championship it's important to have national series and state championships and they shouldn't be fighting for their space with club meetings uh, we need to respect the particular um, importance of events uh, and find appropriate space within our calendar uh, for all of the different levels of uh, events that we have being mindful that we do have those who want to race at uh, the higher levels but that we've also got I don't know, 95% of our uh, constituents who are club racers and want to just go and have fun at club level and we've got to make room for uh, all of those things to fit together cohesively. Mm. Now, one of the biggest areas of change is the engine packages and you've you've really gone with a clean slate and, and gone with a clean sheet of paper uh, because karting, at some points of its history, has had something like 14 different engines available or 14 different classes that uh, each of those engines fall into. So you, you've really tried to simplify the uh, engine categories and simplify the way people can use their engine packages. Yeah, look, I mean, we've still got plenty of classes. Don't be under any misapprehension about that. Um, and that's because it was essential for us not to have uh, any significant redundancy Issues. If people have got a cart and they've got an engine, they should be able to go and race it uh, somewhere sometime uh, of uh, their choice. And that's very much what the club competition is all about. What we've done in the first instance is introduce uh, new engines uh, for what we now call Cadet 9 and Cadet 12, which were formerly Cadet and Rookies. Uh, we've also uh, introduced new engines for juniors and seniors at uh, what was national and clubmen level uh, from our national championship perspective we've actually provided them as new standalone classes uh, for that we call ka12 ka junior and ka1 uh, and you know which runs through from um, boys and girls under 12 through to uh, senior competition um, and it was important for us to be able to put uh, the new engines in place at the top level and enable them to flow through, um, but uh, with the minimum of uh, direct redundancy happening. So people who've got a Yamaha J or S engine will be able to continue to use those indefinitely at club competition. They'll be able to use them for the next couple of years in state uh, championship competition. Mm. And, of course, the aligning of the engines is important because it then gives Australia a base which is internationally sound yeah look they're uh, the engines that uh, we've landed at the vortex mini rock and the iami uh, 100 uh, reed jet engine both they're called uh, both provide uh, excellent uh, out of the box racing with high levels of parity between uh, engines uh, significant life between freshen ups and rebuilds in the top end and also the bottom of the engine and those are the sorts of uh, characteristics that ultimately leave, lead to better value for money with uh, carts spend sorry with their engines spending more time on the cart and less in the cart shop mm -hmm. and uh, that that 
that's a, a, a really important point for us. One uh, is that you can get your Vortex Mini Rock. Uh, you can start using that as a six-year-old. Um, put a, a old, or remove a, a restrictor uh, that's uh, in use for uh, the Cadet Nines, uh, uh, and you've got the engine that'll run you through until 12. You then move up to uh, the IAMI uh, 100, um, and you can use that from uh, junior competition right through to senior. Uh, once again, simply with the removal of a uh, of a restrictor, mm. uh, very simple um, and very cost effective. Mm. Now, Rotax engines in certain parts of the country have become the uh, weapon of choice, and you've also done a, a fair bit of a review with the uh, Rotax Pro Tour now becoming a national championship and uh, also a national series. Yeah, national series. There so, is a dif- yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the second Rotax Pro Tour becomes a second tier uh, national uh, event. Um, it'll continue to run largely as it has, but with elevated status uh, and uh, protection on, on dates. And we've introduced the uh, Mini Max and the Micro Max uh, engines, which once again are, are an engine, which uh, uh, I think they use the term engine for life. Um, we've coined the term uh, pathway engine, uh, where you can basically get one at the bottom end and continue on the pathway through the sport. Uh, with minimal adjustments required to the technology. We'll have more from O'Reilly next week on the show. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.